Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. I'm going to tell you this. We ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I'm Will Stone. He's Chase Caldwell. He's Hayden Garland. And we thought we were getting a uh, quarterback announcement today, but we did not. Uh, so with that being said, boys, are, are we still feeling good? Feeling great. How are you feeling, Will? I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I've, I've been sick for like two and a half weeks. And went to the doctor on Monday, got some antibiotics, got some uh, some steroids, and um, you know, been back on my allergy shots. So feeling a lot better. This is a rough time of year for me living in uh, the hill country of Austin, Texas, and yeah. uh, all of the the trees and grasses and molds are just trying to to kill me at all times. So um, I'm feeling pretty good today. With, with all yeah, things I mean, I, I would probably be in the same position as you because I mean. If I'm ever, if I'm ever in the hill country and dealing with cedar allergies, it's just a whole bunch of teradiddle. Like it just <laughs> messes me up. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've never been a fan. I think it's a bunch of. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, I'm trying to keep us from spiraling here because it, it can get out of hand pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I said this live or if I said it uh, off off air, but whenever we uh, like before we added Hayden officially, we were like uh, like we, we got on to just like test our our screens like the way they're they're laid out right now, and um, after after that little meeting, I was like, you know, our show's going to get a lot less serious, but I think it's going to be a good thing. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, uh, uh, allergies are just a bunch of poppycock. Uh, in general, and I'm glad to be feeling a lot better. But um, yeah. glad you're you over know, that humbuggery. Yeah. Um, so quarterback, you know, there's there hasn't really there hasn't really been a lot of uh, like there's been very few quarterback announcements to even be made in the Jimbo era. Like uh, his first year, he had you know Mond and Starkle, and he didn't even announce a starter then. He just like. Like everyone was was saying, it was Mon behind the scenes, and then our first game against uh, Northwestern State, it was I believe Mon trots out with the ones. We're like, okay, so Mon's the guy. And then last year he announced it on like a radio show in Houston, and that's how we found out about King being the starter. And this year, I think a lot of folks were pointing to this date, this press conference with with fall camp being officially over and game prep starting tomorrow. Like this is a prime a prime spot to to unveil that, but. He met with the media. He did not unveil it. Um, uh, I'm still feeling okay about things, but has is, is this, is this changed the way that you guys are feeling about the situation? Well, everybody knows that if you don't come out and announce your starting quarterback, that that must mean that there's trouble in paradise. Um, but quite frankly, I think that's a bunch of hogwash. Like, I, I think it's 
perfectly fine to not tell your opponent, hey, here's who you should game plan for. Um, so, yeah. I, anybody that thinks that him not coming out and being like, hey, here's how to plan for our team, I mean, it's, it's a lot of baloney in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I feel absolutely no different than I did yesterday by him not <laughs> announcing a name. Um, I mean, look at it this way. He would have either said King or he would have said Max or he would have said Wigman. So it's got to be one of those three. Don't you think? I mean, yeah. And honestly, I still think it is. I still think it is King. Um I'm not really sure why. And like I, I don't feel any any better or worse about the situation. I don't think like I don't know. I don't feel like it's a heated battle where or I I, I guess I should say I, I don't feel that it's a bad thing that he didn't announce anybody. Like I don't think that they're all performing poorly and he's trying to pick one and he's having a hard time. I don't think that's the case at all. And he even said he's like, I I've got a pretty good idea, but you know, he just didn't want to come out and say it. So um Well people are saying that because he didn't he didn't announce it that Bost is going to be our starter. Do you think that's true? I mean, that could have legs. Yeah, that's <laughs> that could, have, could legs. have legs. He does yeah. have two. Yeah. You're right about uh, that. It could, it could be, uh, it could be facts. It could be cap. It could be caught swallow, but um, yeah. you, you just never know with these, with these, these, these highly competitive uh, quarterback battles in the SEC. Yeah, at the at the end of the day, the senselessness of the conversation is just not even worth foldering with, you know. Yeah. Um, but well, um, today's episode is the question and answer period. Um, these are always the best episodes uh, for us to to film. These are my personal uh, favorite of all the episodes that we do. By far and away, because we get to just answer directly. Um, so if you're watching live, uh, we got three people watching live. Great. Uh, leave a comment. We'd be happy to uh, answer your your questions live on air. The floor uh, is yours. Yeah. And and you would be the first person who comments a question will be the first person to ask a live question in a actual Q&A episode. So better hurry up. Somebody comment first. <laughs> The race is on. Uh, yeah, the race is on. Um, so I will uh, I'll start it out with a, a question from the audience. Uh, All right. Not the live audience, but the, the ones before. What position group do you think will be our Achilles heel this season or could be our Achilles heel this season? If I, if I have to pick one. Mm, I'm going to pick two for two different reasons, but okay. I think I think depth at linebacker could be an issue if one of the two starters goes down. Um, there's just not a lot of proven depth behind behind uh, Edron Cooper and Andre White, and the drop off could be significant if if one of those guys were to go down. Mm -hmm. You maybe even rely on a true freshman or something like that. So, um, and if both went down, it, it'd be it'd be a horrible. Uh, uh, situation to be in so I think linebacker depth could because I, I, I love the starters I, I love I love both two starters uh and, and their abilities but uh as far as the depth goes it's it's a concern but uh Achilles heel um 
I'm still I'm still a little worried about offensive line. And you know, we had hate like we had Hayden on the O line episode, and I was kind of seeing their praises, and I I I believe in all their ability, but what's concerning is there's there appears to be a battle at center right now with Bryce Foster and Matthew Wyckoff. Um, even though Bryce Foster was a starter last year, he didn't participate in spring ball because of track. And I think he's been out over the summer with some, some other things that we're not real sure about, but um, so that like, if, if Wyckoff is the starter, you know, that that's, you know, less continuity than you would have had, had Bryce been the starter, but if he's the better player, it's hard to be too upset about that. And then mm-hmm. um, I saw today that, uh, that Layden, he, he's not, he's not like, bad injured but he does have an ankle sprain um i hope it's not you know it doesn't affect him too much because i think he's a he's a heck of a player um so if 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 god forbid you know i'm gonna knock on my desk here <laughs> uh if if injuries were to pile up at either of those spots uh I'd, I'd be pretty concerned yeah so if you want my true answer my true answer would be o-line um i think you covered it pretty well there i'll just for the sake of the conversation, I'll say it could be wide receiver just because that's been our Achilles heel on offense for the past since Jimbo's been here. Yeah. Um, so that could very well be if we don't see any change there. But truly, I think we'll see enough of a change there that we that it won't be. Um, but there's as excited as I am about the overall team, I think the biggest question mark that I have um, if I take a step back and look at the team is uh, offensive line. You know, we've, we've had some changes there. Um, there's some uncertainty in terms of who's going to walk out there the first game. And so I think really and truly that's the position that I think really could be the Achilles heel of the overall team. But I could also see the argument being made that it could be wide receivers because we have no proven production there. Um, yeah. Just overall, the way that we've played over the last four years, it's it's not it, – it doesn't – you don't get, like, really excited that, oh, yeah, we look at all this production we're returning and look at how great we're going to be at wide receiver. Right. Um, but anyways, um, so we got our, our first question from the live audience. Um, girl's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which sec mascot do you think would win in a battle Royale of mascots? Um, Hey, hang on. If, if people are listening to the, the <laughs> podcast version of this it was chase's wife that asked the question so, 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 so please don't text emily and, and say that chase was commenting about someone's looks on facebook now will that was that was messed up of you i would have loved for y'all to text emily and been like hey chase was calling somebody hot on the live broadcast and she'd be like yeah that was me that's organic interaction will you just you just shut it all down right there yeah it just Sorry. it just rem- it reminds her every time somebody sends her a text message i called her hot once um so that's, 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 that's very sweet of you, Chase. Yeah. Um, well, what kind of mythical powers does a bulldog have? You got to consider that. Um, I want to. I want to see how the tigers versus the tigers versus the tigers all face up. 
Oh, hey, hang on. that's I'm, right. I'm, that's right. Gotta, well, if I'm, you want to watch that, there's an episode on on Netflix about that. So you got this guy called Joe Exotic. Um, he did a lot of that. So, um, what were you gonna say, Will? I think the answer is Alabama. Whether it's a literal wave or it's an elephant, like uh, that's true. L- like, how many tigers would it take to take down a, like a a, a full grown elephant? A tidal wave, like no, but like. Like a like a tiger versus an elephant in the wild, like like can an elephant like stomp out a tiger or with a tiger like is a, is a tiger winning that battle against a grown elephant? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, here's the thing though: an Aggie could probably stop a Crimson Tide coming in, right? Because men have have created seawalls before to protect you know the the landscape so yeah i mean farmers fight farmers the farmers would be (laughs) fighting is what they would be doing um what about volunteers like or the rebels they're kind of the the same thing (laughs) the volunteer the tennessee volunteers would they would definitely lose in texas Right, yeah. because that's that's what they're known for. Alamo, did y'all forget about that? They're losing that. Well, and and, and the rebels are losing anytime they cross the Mason Dixon line. Oh yeah, well that's all rebels do is lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's what they're known for. Like they're they're history's best, biggest losers. Um, but yeah, who else? Who else? Uh, let me look at my SEC teams. Make sure I didn't. Oh well, I can just turn around, can I? There's a lot of tigers and a lot of bulldogs. Um, yeah, I feel like. What about the Commodores? The Commodores could really overcome the tide. You know. I, I think the tide might get them. <laughs> That's like, true. I'm thinking of like a big, like a big wave. Like. I tell you what, it would be. I tell you what, it would be. It'd be a, it'd be a perfect storm. Actually, yeah. I take that back because the Hurricanes are in the ACC. Hmm. There's also there's well, just, there's, there's too many tigers. Yeah, there's a lot tigers of those. Team up. Yeah. Well, and tigers one of the tigers, and one of them is really an eagle, and not really a tiger. Well, that's well, called a you... griffin, and griffins do have a lot of mystical powers. So, like, maybe that one runs the table. Hey, it, I think the worst one here has got to be the gamecock, right? Undoubtedly. Yeah, probably so. I did. Like, I, I think we're eating chicken tonight for dinner, in fact. Yeah. Like chicken versus gator. Gator's going to win that. Gator Ooh, tastes like chicken, though. Yeah. The gators, if we're in an aquatic uh, an aquatic battlefield, gators could have it. Yeah. Gators Gators could definitely take down a tiger if, if we're on, you know, if we're on a river. Well, and cats hate water, so. Yeah. Although, did y'all see that video? <laughs> not everybody's. Of, not everybody thinks of that. <laughs> did y'all see that TikTok though of the jaguar like going in and like taking the get like the gator like pulled it into the water and then the jaguar like comes out of the water with a gator in its mouth. A really cool TikTok if you hadn't seen Damn. it. Yeah. Um, I think the most ferocious mascot of all is the is the hippo, um, which is right here in Hutto. Yeah. Uh, pe- I think people don't know that hippos kill more humans than any other animal. Um, much more than sharks or, or any of uh, those more ferocious beasts, but they're also just they're, they're just mean and aggressive, and they're also like 
a couple thousand pounds of uh, just aggressiveness. So, yeah. Um, well, hippos don't kill as many people as like falling vending machines do. Yeah. What yeah. about like like mosquitoes that just carry disease? Oh, that's right. Or bats. I mean, well, bats killed we'll go, a lot of people here lately. We'll bats can do. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about that. That, that I yeah. took that too far, guys. I'm sorry. That's enough animal talk on the on the show yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, what we didn't talk about is a razorback because everybody knows they would lose. Um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But any anybody else? I think we got them all. I think Gamecock is worst. Aggie, Tide, Elephant, Gator in the top tier. And Tigers. Yeah, and Rebels, Volunteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got one for, for each of you guys. Um, I know we're pretty focused on, on A&M and the SEC, obviously, but uh, nationwide, it can be SEC too, just not A&M. Um, mm-hmm. who, who's a team that you're, that you're big on this year that you're buying into? And one that you're kind of like, eh, they're kind of overhyped right now, and and, and they're kind of going to suck. Well, I'll answer for Chase's uh, overhyped team. It's going to be Notre Dame. Fair. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> so. Not. <laughs> Rudy sucks. <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll go. I'll give mine. I, I just – with the mass exodus of all the players and coaching from Oklahoma, I don't know how they're going to pull it together this year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they're over unders like nine and a half. I think it, it's hard to see me when it, it's hard for me to see them win in 10 games. I don't know. I they, think... I, I felt that way, but they have a pretty good recruiting class and I mean, you just never know with the first-time head coach. So, but I, the, the argument could be made for the Sooners, um, but I could see them not winning very many games. Will, was your question which ones are overhyped, or was it which one are you excited about? Well, it's both. Like, like one team that you're yeah. that, that you're really big on, and one team that that you think's overhyped. Um, I'm really big on Baylor. Uh, I think I've I've beaten that one in the head, but uh, I think Baylor's got a great coaching staff. The Big 12 is pretty open for the year to where uh, it wouldn't incredibly shock me to see Baylor win the Big 12 this year. Um, so that'll be my team that I'm big on. Team I'm, I think is overhyped, well – I won't say Notre Dame just because that's the easy layup, <laughs> but I w- I'm going to say Clemson because I I don't see it there. They they lost so much of their coaching staff and a lot of their players, and that's from a what nine and three team last year. So um, I don't see it with Clemson. I don't. I don't. They're ranked number four right now. I don't. I don't see them finishing the season up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think with Clemson, like this, and and they're, and they're starting to recruit a little bit better now, um, in the in the current recruiting cycle. But after this year, a lot of their, like, like their stud D linemen are going to be gone, and they haven't really recruited 
in a way that's going to allow them to to reload. Like it's going to be more of a rebuild at that at that spot, which has mm-hmm. kind of been their calling card. So I think long term, I'm kind of I'm kind of going to sh- I'm kind of shorting Clemson in the long term. I think they could be good this year, but I I, I don't see them in the playoff. And and they're ranked number four, which which is kind of high. But um, you know, a team I'm buying that I was I was starting to sell in the off season, but now I'm kind of back in on is Michigan. Um, obviously Michigan was awesome last year. Uh, whooped mm-hmm. Ohio State, made the playoff. Um, obviously they they ran into a buzzsaw with Georgia. Uh, lost their two great defensive ends to the draft. Um, and a running back and a couple of O linemen, but um, from from listening to to some of their insiders, um, they expect their offense to be really really good. And it was it was kind of okay last year, but um, they've got good backs. Uh, there's a guy uh, Donovan Edwards that A uh, and M recruited. Um, I think he was in the same class as uh, like L J and Amari. So like we took those two and didn't take him, but he's awesome. Great pass catching back as well. Um, and they think the defense could be just as good. So um, if that's the case, then, uh, you know, their schedule is a cake walk and, you know, it could set up at the end of the year where like the game, Ohio state, Michigan is like two undefeated teams. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. if Michigan, if Michigan clicks and if Ohio state clicks, uh, staying in that same division, the team I'm selling the crap out of is Penn state. Um, they, like whenever I, I'm trying to look at, you know, like, like returning production and like what a team's going to look like this year. Um, they just lost so many guys on defense to the draft, like great, great players. And they weren't that great last year with those players. So um, maybe their offense is better. They've got like a fifth year guy at quarterback. Um, they got some nice young skill players, but they also received it to the first round for the NFL draft, Jahan Dotson, um, along with like seven or eight guys on defense. So um, they don't recruit at a Georgia or Bama level to be able to, replace those guys uh, mm-hmm. unless they I'm sure they took some transfers but they're not going to be of the, of the same caliber so um, that's a that, that's a tough division um, I think if, if we're doing if we were doing buy sell hold I would buy Michigan sell Penn State and then I'm I, I'm going to hold on Michigan State because um, yeah Michigan State was one that I was going to bring up I don't know if they're a one-hit wonder or if they're if they're for real they're starting to recruit really well like much better than they ever have, but um, I don't know how that factors into this season. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're they're a team that I'm keeping an eye on this season. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Good insight. What about you, Hayden? With the Big Ten report. Thank you, Will. Shout out to all the Midwest listeners. <laughs> I the, the team that I've started to I guess care a little bit about is Baylor. Um, for obvious reasons. Uh, why is why is that? Oh, Alexa, my girlfriend, graduated um, <laughs> from Baylor, and yeah. last year we went to the uh, Big Twelve Championship game, and it was it was pretty cool. I've never been to, so growing up in such a small town, I didn't have football, so the first football experience that I had was Aggie football. So uh, it was pretty cool to go to just a. Uh, a championship game because we don't go to those. <laughs> well, that, I, thought, uh, I thought it's where he was going with that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, go, it's fair point. A, it's nice to root for a winner. <laughs> yeah, you know, just you know, I really think that Bama team. They're they. I'm optimistic about them this year. Yeah, I like them. You gotta they're watch sleeper. out. You gotta watch out for them. People are they're, sleep they're on Bama. Good. No, um, 
going there and just being like a, I guess a third party, um, getting to experience that and seeing other people's traditions outside of A and M's. You know, I've I've traveled to a lot of the SEC schools too, but it's always, um, it's I've always had my own personal interest in that. Um, now with with Baylor, I was just there watching a the game and um, following Dave Veranda and their story last season. I kind of kind of got on um, on board with that, and by the end of the season, I was really rooting for them and um, disappointed to see them all the way down at ten this uh, to start the season. I'm hoping that they uh, jump up there bit higher yeah i got a question for nash is he a good boy uh he sometimes is and he sometimes not he's being a very bad boy right now if y'all can hear him uh, in the back. he's a good boy nash is a great boy uh i'm gonna ask uh my mom's question here um mrs caldwell yeah it's a it's a really good question by my mom do you feel like the way the schedule is laid out will be a hindrance at all um we're playing a lot of games away from kyle field in a row yeah, you know, uh, we 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 uh, we talked about the schedule a bit last week and how that like the front six is like it, it's kind of front loaded in those first six games and it, it gets a lot easier on the back. I, w- I wish we could flip flop those somehow and mm-hmm. like play our tougher games later in the year when maybe we've you know maybe, maybe the quarterbacks figure things out and playing at a higher level or the or the O line is has gelled more because um, we're gonna you know have to. Like we like, like it's like we talked about. It's kind of a gradual increase. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Sam Houston's pretty easy game. A little bit tougher against App State. A little bit tougher against Miami. Um, at least, at least it does have that before you you know start going away from Cal Field. Um, that's a good that's a good loading phase, I guess. But yeah, um, I really do wish it was it was a little bit different. And we played instead of playing that four game stretch of Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Bama, like throw like a South Carolina in there or an Auburn or somebody sure, <laughs> like, sure. like someone just a little bit easier. Well, and I would agree with that. I, I would, I would call our, our schedule a make or break schedule really, because if we win or if we come out of the first six games, even five and one, like I think we go into those away games and, and perform really well. Um, so then I, I think, I think then the schedule helps us because it's it gets easier as the the year goes on, um, but but if we don't, then it could break us, you know. And so so I think um, I think yeah, it could could very well be a hindrance um, on our on our schedule, but um, it could also be a really big benefit too, just depending on how we play those first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think? Uh, hold on. Who is the worst team that Texas University is going to lose to this season? Thank you, Pierce. Love this question from Pierce. Um, yeah, I feel like I've I feel like I've dialed back my uh, my Texas bashing here lately. I've, I've got to pick it back up as the season starts. So. Um, here I am to bash Texas, but <laughs> I can tell you who they're not going to lose to. They're not going to lose to ULM, and oof, after that, I mean. I mean, who do you think is the worst team, UTSA or Kansas? Because Kansas is worse. Okay, that's what I would say, too. So Yeah, and I, I don't think they'll lose. I, also, I, I don't think they'll lose to West Virginia. I think West Virginia kind of sucks. Um, that'd be another one of my cells if we – we were still going on that, but um, 
UTSA could beat them. Uh, they play Kansas on the road. I know, you know, we joke about Kansas and it's a big joke, but um, they actually have some some decent players. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they're they've you know they're not going to be the the zero and twelve or one and eleven Kansas that we've seen before. Um, and it might be a three and nine Kansas or a four and eight <laughs> kind of team. Um, they got a good quarterback, good running back. Uh, they have an outstanding head coach, and um, you know if if this this young Texas team is uh is not confident on the road going to Lawrence when they pack that thing uh it could be trouble but I think I think the real answer is probably UTSA um yeah if if you're a Texas fan um just to give you give you some peace losing to UTSA isn't really a big deal because it's on the Longhorn Network so nobody will be watching it anyways especially (laughs) not recruits um so you'll be fine the year goes on and no matter, you know, like a University of Texas is going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they're, they're, it's just keeping it in the family, that's all. It's just whether it'll be S-A or A, you know. Yeah. Uh, they also play Tech on the road, like I think the week after that. And Lubbock has not been kind to them. And that that would that, be my other answer besides UTSA. Well, and on the real, you know, I'm, I'm dogging on Texas just to be funny, but um, they've got a they've got a pretty tough slate ahead of them this year. They're going to be the redheaded stepchild in the Big Twelve until they're gone, and every team's going to give them their best. So, um, I don't think they have that edge up on all the other teams to beat them if they're getting their best, you know. But if you're a Texas fan, that's what you want to hear is that. Oh yeah, everybody plays us their best because we're Texas. <laughs> I I'm not talking about Bama. I'm talking about everybody else. Um, Bama couldn't care less. So yeah, um, yeah. So that that might make you feel better. Also, I think the Big Twelve is just it's, it's going to be a pretty good conference this season. Um, it really will be. I, I like what K State's doing. I like what TCU's got going on. Um, Obviously, Baylor and Oklahoma State took steps forward. Uh, OU's a big rivalry game. That's always going to be close. I like what uh, Tech's doing. Yeah, I like what Tech's doing. So, um, I think if if you had to pick a few, like, for sure wins, like, I think they're definitely going to beat ULM in West Virginia. And outside of that, it's a bunch of toss-ups. So, they're mm-hmm. definitely not – like, they're not going to be, like, a 2-10 and 10 team. I'm not trying to say that, but, you know, it's – it's going to be like if the ball breaks a certain way, they could be five and seven again, or they could be eight and four, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this message from DraftKings. The wait is almost over, and a new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up by seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly 
when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, well, that's enough of Texas for the day. Yeah. Um, what? Um, let's talk impact freshmen. Um, so, Will, outside of Evan Stewart, who's your impact freshman this year? So there's, there's. there's <laughs> Go ahead and talk, Will. I'm, I'll mute. My- <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess Chase has got a delivery, but um, yeah, there, there's so many different guys you can go with with this loaded freshman class um and obviously the, the obvious one's evan stewart like he's already a star he's gonna be a total stud um but when you get past him there's about 10 or 12 guys that are probably gonna contribute and get playing time um and you could pick any one of them for 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 this question but uh to me like my favorite my my favorite player in this class and he, he's really grown on me since he got here in the spring is anthony lucas um when I watched his film coming out of high school, like he was a bigger bodied guy. I was like, Oh, like this guy's going to spin in and inside be a, a, a really good three tech eventually. Well, he, he did the opposite of that and he, he slimmed down and you know, he's, he's just a kind of a freaky athlete, like six, six, two seventy five, uh, with a ton of room to grow, but you know, he's got long arms, he's got strong hands. He's, he's already pretty strong for his frame. Um, and he's got bend and, I think we're going to miss some of that bend with uh, with Tyree Johnson gone. Like he's like he was always that guy that you could send off the edge and he could really dip that shoulder and, and, and generate pressure. But um, Anthony Lucas, I'm telling you right now, that's a name that AM fans need to know because he's going to get a lot of playing time and make a lot of plays. He's going to be number eight on defense. Um, true freshman from Arizona. He's a badass. Yeah, I, I think Lucas will be really good for us i'm i'm torn on this question and and i think i'm just gonna go with my gut here and and say um that jake johnson will be uh, an impact freshman and and where i'm torn is i don't know if it's gonna be him or donovan green but i I think one of the two is gonna be it's gonna be a jalen weidemeyer-esque situation where um we've got a really good tight end that comes out of nowhere and, and be like, um, oh, I just went blank on his name. What was Jimbo's first year? Uh, Sternberger. Sternberger. Thank you. Sorry, Sternberger. Um, <laughs> you know, I I expect for a tight end to just come on scene all of a sudden, and and so it's it's uh, it's setting itself up for that for sure. Yeah, I think uh, like super super dark horse is a. Uh... The, the other tight end uh, from Sweden, uh, uh, Theodore Orstrom. Yeah. I know we talked uh, a little bit about him in our in our tight ends episode, but um, I think his his learning curve is not going to be as steep as we as we thought it might be. Um, like just, I mean, it's just like this is just me talking like from looking at, at at practice videos and things like that. But he's already got some of the football skills that you wouldn't expect from someone who's never played football in America. <laughs> so, yeah. um, like, like Jordan Moko, it took him a while, you know, t- to kind of learn how to play a line. And um, with, with the, 
the size and speed combo that that Orstrom has, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And it may, it may not be till next year, but when he does get on the field, because he's going to at some point, um, it's it's going to be so it's it's going to be a sight to see, no doubt. Aiden, you got anybody that you're looking forward to? Outside um, of those? You, you all know that I don't follow the uh, recruiting. <laughs> recruiting is close, true. I'm going to set you up on that one, sorry. Y- yeah, you're all right. Um, Evan Stewart, I mean, but you said other than Evan Stewart, so, you know, um, I, I, after Evan Stewart, I'm not too familiar with everybody past uh, all the information that I've gathered here on the Ineligibles podcast. Well, I think yeah. I'll, I'll use that to segue. Um, uh, which freshman player are you excited about who's not at A&M? Oh, yeah, that was going to be the next one I was going to ask. That's why, that's why I put it up on the screen. <laughs> i got to do research. Oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> well, I figured, um, pick, I figured you'd pick your draft pick. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to say Luther Burden from, from Mizzou is uh, going to be the guy that I'm going to be paying the most attention to. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I really – do appreciate about uh, fantasy football and especially a dynasty league like this. Um, there's guys back when we had our, when we started our league a couple of years ago um, that I'm now watching in the draft or not in the draft in the NFL. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, I, I had that guy on my team like two or three years ago in college dynasty. And I knew exactly where he played and you know, how, how well they were doing back then. And so, so uh, <laughs> when I drafted him, I didn't realize that he was uh, the top one of the top recruits out of this uh, previous year's class. And then I yeah. come to find out, I was like, Hey, I'm going to actually have to pay attention to him. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's going to be somebody that I'm paying close attention to this year and, you know, throughout his career. Yeah. Well, and the, you got a good point on the, on the fantasy deal there, because honestly, that's what got me into recruiting um, was I, I was playing a lot of fantasy leagues and I would start kind of reading about guys and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to pick him up. And then I picked up guys like, LaVisca Chenault and <laughs> Rondale Moore and um, I had had Baker Mayfield when he was at Texas Tech and then whenever he uh, got replaced by Patrick Mahomes I picked him up and, and said like that's that's what got me into it to begin with so and um, if you had I'm not sure if we were even playing that year but there was one game where Baker where Oklahoma played Texas Tech and Baker was the QB at Oklahoma, and Mahomes was at Tech, and it broke like every offensive record known to man. It was like <laughs> eighty-four to sixty-six, or just like something to- like totally absurd. And yeah, I had have... I had Patty. I don't know if it was in our league or if it was in my um, other league, but yeah, uh, I had Patty Mahomes as my quarterback then because I actually dropped um, Baker to pick up Patrick Mahomes. Nice. Um, and and so, anyways, um, but. Still, Patty, Patty did me well that year. Yeah. Um, well, my my impact freshman that I'm most excited about is Armani Winfield uh, over at Baylor. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I think he's going to be a very very good receiver for them. And um, you know, I've already mentioned that I'm high on Baylor, but he's got to be one of their best athletes on the team. Yeah. So um, he's one I really like coming out of high school. So. I think he'll be good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always liked him as a player. Um, I think he was one of Baylor's uh, like highest recruits in that class. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to pick a guy, um, it's actually a guy that I drafted on my uh, dynasty team. And it's uh, Nick Singleton, the running back at, uh, at Penn State. Oh, um, yeah. Like Penn State's had a lot of good backs. Obviously, they had Saquon Barkley. 
Um, they've had some other guys since, uh, like Miles Sanders and, and guys like that. But um, I think I think Nick Singleton's that next guy, and um, he was. If he wasn't a five star, he was borderline, but he was he was up there in the rankings, and um, it sounds like he's already kind of pushed to the forefront uh, in that competition. Um, so hopefully that, like for for my sake, I hope it it, it pays dividends this year in in, in taking him. But uh, for, for his sake, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome to to already be starting on a you know a, a team like Penn State as a true freshman. But um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple defensive guys. Um, Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a couple of uh, edge guys at Georgia, uh, which they're already loaded at edge. But um, uh, Michael Williams is a total stud. Um, but kind of a sleeper is uh, uh, Jordan Hudson, who's a receiver at TCU. Um, mm-hmm. I think TCU is going to open it up quite a bit. But um, and they've already got some good receivers. But he's been making some waves uh, in fall camp. So um, wouldn't be shocked to see him in the starting lineup. But I'm going to make mention of a guy that I really, really, really wanted. He was committed to Texas A&M, and he decommitted, um, and that's Isaiah Satania. Satania. At, at uh, Arkansas. Um, God, he's just he's just super fast. He, he just – he's going to be an athlete wherever he goes, and, of course, he's at Arkansas. So, um, I'm high on Arkansas. I think I think he's going to give them an added component that they, they didn't have in the past that – yeah, um, he's he's gonna he's gonna put up some numbers for them. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I've I've got one more, and I'll uh, I'll throw Texas a bone here. But um, as as great as our class was last year, the one guy that we missed out on that I really wanted was Kelvin Banks. Oh um, yeah, the offensive tackle that, that signed with Texas, and sounds like he's already the starter um, after uh, after fall camp. Um, he's, he's been impressive so far, and and. Lord knows they need it in the worst way on the offensive line. So, um, obviously, you know, I, I'm not – I'll never root for them. But, um, you know, if, if if Kelvin Banks pans out, you know, I've got to be happy for him because um, he's just an outstanding player. But um, those are just some names to keep an eye on uh, in the in the true freshman ranks. And there's probably guys that we don't even know about that are going to burst onto the scene um, here in the next few weeks. I'm looking through our questions here to find another another good one that we hadn't already talked about. I had one on Instagram from uh, from Ralphie. He says, um, and he's a noted Longhorn fan, but um, he says, "Is Haynes King that guy?" And that was in all cop in, in all caps. <laughs> oh, um, I think so. I mean, I I got to liken back to whenever I was so excited to see Haynes coming in. Um, and I, I gotta, I'm not gonna sell that. Like I, I I'm gonna hold that because I, I think he really is a good quarterback. Um, it's just hard to say coming off an injury, is he gonna lose a step? Um, it's hard to say without having a whole lot of um, material to go off of in his experience. That am I saying that he's a Heisman candidate? No, but I think he is that guy for us right now. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, and, you know, like he was, he was so good his, his junior season at Longview. And obviously we won a state championship. Um, I think their, their state championship drought was pretty similar to our national championship drought. <laughs> you know, it was, it was yeah. about, about 80, 80 some odd years. Um, 
but it was 1938, like, I believe. Yeah. So um, he ended that streak. Um, and um, not saying he's going to end our streak, but it'd be great if he did. But um, it's it just seemed like you know I think he had like a shoulder injury, and then obviously got hurt last year, and that kind of set him back. But um, what I keep coming back to is not just his athleticism, but I think he's a really smart player, and I think he's going to mm-hmm. know the the offense. And, uh, like when we need to check into a running play, he's going to execute that when we, we need to, you know, check into some kind of different routes, you know, he's going to know that. And like, uh, it, it, like the, the, the offense that Jimbo has is very difficult to master. And I think, um, I think King probably knows it better than anybody on the roster. Yeah. Um, and that gives me a lot of hope. And, and, and plus like you factor all that in with having some, you know, hopefully a better align having some nice weapons like A-Chain, Anias, Evan Stewart, um, any of these tight ends. Um, and is the added bonus with, with, his, with his legs. So um, I, 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 I'm, I'm just so upset that we missed him last season. Like he, he, he could have grown so much in a full season as a starting quarterback, and uh, he got robbed of that, and, and, and so did we. So um, that's why, you know, what is it now, 10 days away, nine days away till, till the season kicks off. And um, – Man, I'm glad we do things like this, or else I'd be just sitting around my house, bored out of my mind, <laughs> just waiting on football season to get here. <laughs> just watching the Haynes King highlights from Longview. <laughs> from Longview, watching the state championship for the 16th time. <laughs> I did watch that the other day, actually. Um, yeah. So, any other any other good questions that we have out there? Um, I don't see any that we haven't asked. I don't see any comments. Uh, one that we. have one that I had here still was what uh, what one word you'd use to describe the team this year? Mm. Loaded. <laughs> the players or the team? <laughs> um, we we're just loaded with talent, um, so we've got the talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together, um, and I've said already. I'll say again. I don't want to be a next year guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to always say next year, but we do have a lot of youth. So it's, but with the talent that we have, we're loaded with talent. So it's possible for this year. Yeah. If, if I could use two words to describe the team and not instead of just one, um, I'd no, say just, phys- just one, just one. I'm going to hyphenate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's uh, physically impressive. Um, this is the best looking roster that we've ever had, it, at least in, in my 11 years of, of following the program to, to any sort of, uh, closeness, but, um, there's just a different level of athlete. Like if you compare this team to any of someone teams and we had some good teams back then and some good players, but it's not just the top of the line guys, like, like one through 22, we're pretty much loaded, but even their backups are loaded. And, um, I saw like the best way to sum it up. Uh, I saw on, uh, I think it was on on twenty four seven on on the AM site last night. Is um, if you're a player, you do not want to miss time right now because you will lose your spot. <laughs> like there's there's no one that's guaranteed to start. And if if you if you miss a couple of days or miss a week of practice, um, there's another guy that's just as good as you that's getting reps and can take your spot. And that's great. Like um, at most spots, you can rotate a lot of guys. Uh, and get a lot of guys playing time, but, um, you know, 
I think the, the apex of our talent is probably a year away, but this team is, is good enough to compete this season if, if, if things go if things go the right way. What about you, Hayden? Give us a word. Um, as long as it's not nonsense. Or well, balderdash. Well, let me see. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of, I guess, I guess hungry. Hungry. That makes any, hungry. Hung, hungry with an O. We got yeah. that dog in us. <laughs> <laughs> Scared dog don't get no meat, right? That's right. That's right. No, I feel, I feel like this team, um, you know, like you said, they're loaded. They want to win now, though. They don't want to mm-hmm. wait till next year because there's a lot of guys that won't have next year. So those guys want to win it now. And we've got we've got some good seniors on the team, so they can they can lead the way. And then we've got, you know, like like we've said all off season, uh, we've got a loaded freshman class, and then everybody in between as well. Um, they don't want to wait till next year. They want to win it now. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of tell that there's kind of just that um, it's it's just kind of in the air that everybody everybody wants to put the put the doubts and the haters away and just they want to win it now. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, our I, I team like that is a lot. hungry. Yeah, and there's a lot of haters. Um, yeah. I think I think coming off of a season like we had last year, that kind of that kind of feeds that that. Uh, that feeling is like, Hey, we were supposed to be good last year. Things kind of fell apart on us. We put that behind us and now we're really focused on this year and going out and kicking ass. And, um, I think I, just from my observations of, you know, various a sites and things like that, it seems like the, like the team is feeling the same way and they're pretty confident going into the season. So, um, in the words of, uh, Jamal Williams on, uh, on hard knocks, if you want to piss with the puppies, stay on the porch. <laughs> stay hungry. Stay hungry. I'm actually getting kind of hungry myself. So um, what other monkey business do we have to get into? Uh, Pierce said his word for the team is nasty. Mm. This team's got some nasty in them. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm, I, think, I think Pierce said it better earlier whenever he said best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think he meant who's the best team that texas will lose to <laughs> oh maybe he did uh, maybe it just came in yeah opposite but well it's Al- it's alabama if, if that was the question yeah true because alabama's nasty <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no cap hey uh, uh, well you know, I've realized in listening to, I know we've talked about those stacked interviews, but um, like Gen Z really talks like the way that we, we make fun of them talking. Like they say yeah. facts, they say facts so much. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like uh, either Billy or Nuno will be like interviewing them and, and telling and saying something that there's like, yeah, facts, like big facts. <laughs> like, yeah. like I thought it was just kind of a, just kind of a, a, a joke or something, but um, that's just how Gen Z gets down. Those kids, I tell you what. Yeah. 
a lot of flap doodle going on with them. Yeah. Um, Didn't y'all have a segment last last season called like facts slap or cap or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. That was actually that's, probably my favorite segment that we've ever that's done. No, that's no cap. <laughs> that's straight facts. Do we do we have a current? Like, if you had to like go off the cuff right now, do you have a a slap facts and cap? I guess we kind of did that earlier, like like Oklahoma's cap. Yeah, I think I think Baylor's facts. That's straight facts. Straight facts. <laughs> you and those banners, you you found a new toy. He's I love he's, him. he's he's thriving. <laughs> straight facts. <laughs> Hey, I've got a question for Chase. Um, you know, they the keep the AM classes keep posting those class pictures. Was, was that a thing whenever we went to AM? I, I don't remember ever doing one of those. Yeah, I mean, if we did, I never really got into all that cod swallop. I mean, <laughs> it was it was not something I did. I did my my freshman year. I did take a picture for the yearbook, though. Yeah. So I probably made it in at least one AM yearbook. Um, but no, I don't remember doing a class picture. But we probably like, did. And we just, I wasn't very, I, I might get burned here from some Aggies, but honestly, I don't care. Um, I never got into like the whole fish camp thing. Fish camp was like, I had fun at fish camp, don't get me wrong. But then after that, it got like really weird really quick. So yeah. it was like, okay, like, I don't know. I wasn't a big fish camp guy, so I feel like I feel like I probably had like messages on my group me from my fish camp that I like immediately left as soon as I got back to campus. So um, we probably did, and I just didn't know anything about it. You know, like the only thing I remember doing is like the Sunday before classes started, like our first semester. There was something at Reed Arena, like some like presentation where they you know got us excited for being at A&M and like had these speakers speak and like did the spirit of Agland and all that stuff I remember getting a book that like had a, a list of every like like every person in our class was like their name was in this book and oh, I really? feel like I, I feel like I, I still have it somewhere in all my boxed up A&M stuff <laughs> but yeah like i think back to that i'm just like man like how many of these guys fell out <laughs> uh, that's what i was about to say how many of them only ended up in one book and didn't end up yeah. in the graduation book um probably probably a lot of them <laughs> there's, there's a few I, I know there's a few i know by name <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right uh, <laughs> uh, there's too much hokey pokey going on it, it uh, <laughs> yeah well um no it, my freshman year I was in the core so um I didn't experience any of that because I was going through like absolute hell on earth while everybody else was having fun yeah so yeah I can't I can't really can't really relate but then I spent the rest of my um, A&M life making fun of core people. Yeah. For a while, I kept the haircut, though, and I would always, like, walk around on campus and be like, what unit are you in? They're like, all the fish. <laughs> and then they'd be like, 
you know, they get all scared because they were going to get in trouble. And I'm like, ha, yeah. I'm not actually in the core. <laughs> I got <gotcha."> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the core was never going to be for me um, as long as it was uh, not mandatory. <laughs> you know, if this was 1950, then, then yeah, I still would have gone in and been in the core. But yeah. Um, well, that's, that's part of the reason why I need to look into some sort of, you know, like, hymns or something like that to keep my hair because i do not look look good ball-headed not a sponsor yeah if if they want to sponsor the show if anyone's listening and works at hymns yeah. <laughs> they're non non-spawns yeah um hey, hey I, the I, one of you that's listening is, is do you work at hymns <laughs> <laughs> you want to get us some money if if one of the 80 to 90 of you that listen to this afterwards if yeah. you work at hymns uh th- then then give us a shout. Um, I, I, I've been using it for like five years. And uh, if I hadn't, I would be completely bald by now. So shouts to hymns. Yeah, well, I um, I don't know that they're going to sponsor any kind of micro to small size podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably just a lot stick of... with like small to midsize. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, sponsorships and money in the spirit of a and a question, is there uh any NIL deals that make y'all laugh? Because I found one here earlier today that kind of cracked me up. Is it Hooters? No. Uh, Bijan Robinson has a Dijon mustard. I saw that. I, I saw, saw that, that one. That that one's cool, actually. It's, that's clever. I still wish Kenyon Aguilane Green would have happened, but yeah. <laughs> never did. No, on, um, on Monday, uh, Hooters announced they signed like 30 offensive linemen to NIL deals. Yeah, I... I mean, as much crap as we give Texas, I think the uh, pancake O-line deal is kind of pretty funny. Yeah. But. Uh, I think Reuben Father, he's sponsored by Roadhouse. He's got to deal with them. He gets uh, free appetizers. Wasn't Demond Demas sponsored by, like, Trojan? Durex. Durex, sorry. Yeah. The, the lesser of the two brands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just from what, I've, from what I've heard. Yeah, I wouldn't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no experience in that one. <laughs> well, um, actually, I've got I've got one more. Uh, there was a uh, uh, an NIL deal today that announced uh, with Wrangler. Um, like the picture was Quinn Ewers and like this denim jacket, but um, they're also going to have like co-sponsored stuff uh with like a&m and i think maybe tech or some other like you know cowboys yeah like those kind of yeah. like those kind of schools but um i do like How, I, I do like i do like some wrangler so I'm, I'm interested to see their a&m stuff yeah i'm a i'm a big supporter of contour brands uh, that's who owns wrangler <laughs> Well, this was really descended into a bunch of horse feathers. So, um, yeah. Do we have any other good, good questions to be asked? Uh, I'm I'm fresh out of baloney, so. Yeah. No more poppycock for me. All right. Well, let's turn this thing into applesauce and move on, and that way we can go finish <laughs> being hungry. <laughs> oh, Q and A episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, our next episode will be on game week 
and we're excited. Uh, we got something in the works uh, that we're excited to, to share with you all. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, Chase, you got something you want to say? Yeah, Pierce, I hope you like my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> now we all match. There you go. <laughs> Only till my contacts come back in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's Chase Caldwell. He's Aiden Garland. I'm Will Stone. Uh, appreciate you listening to the Ineligibles. We'll see you next week. <laughs>